Welcome to the Stubborn Tortoise Podcast. I'm Donna Pazdera. So I had a score to settle on Saturday. You see, three years ago I attempted uh, the circus, which is this race at the beautiful McKinney Ruffs Nature Park outside of Austin. And on that cool December morning, the skies opened up and it poured rain all day long. It was probably the sloppiest race I've ever done, and I've done my share of mud fests. And the best way to describe the course that day was that it looked as if someone took the contents from a battalion of porta potties and dumped them on the trails. It was awful. And I was doing the 30K, which meant doing two seven mile loops and a five mile loop. And I managed the first loop, but just gave up during a long, slippery uphill on the second go. I seemed to remember hanging onto a fence or something for the downhill and it just slid through the mud. And so when I got back to the start, I turned in my chip because I just didn't want to risk falling anymore and injuring myself for upcoming races. And I was so filthy after the race that I took a shower at a truck stop on our way back to the valley. It was the best 12 bucks I've ever spent. And despite the stereotypes of truck stops, I discovered that the showers are pristine and the water temperature is perfect. And I decided to turn, return to the race this year because it was sort of a lark. I was trying to get some points for the Texas Trail Running Championships and I wanted to finish the race. And I'd had a couple of nightmares in the days leading up to this race. One involved someone breaking their ankle and the race got postponed until we only had three hours to run. And I knew I couldn't finish it in that amount of time. And so I ended up getting lost in a town along the water. And we were supposed to go through apartment complex and apartments as part of the race. I have no idea where that came from. And I do occasionally have race nightmares where we're routed through homes and have to wind through them without anybody knowing. <laughs> That's really weird. Don't analyze my dreams. Uh, just kidding. Um, but I do, I, you know, and this is weird. I can't remember the second dream I had or nightmare I had last week about this race, but I just remembered it was really unpleasant and it kind of cast this weird pall over my mood. Saturday's forecast was calling for a cool morning with sunny skies and temperatures rising into the 70s. So I wore a short sleeve tech shirt and my Dia de los Muertos shorts because they're cute. It was in the low 40s at the start and I was shivering so hard that my entire body shook uncontrollably. My friend Tony Gray said hello and introduced me to some of his running friends that I, um, and I, I know him from the valley and even though he lives up here, he kind of breaks up his time between here and the valley so he gets the best of both. And then I also spotted Jamie Orff, this incredible massage therapist from Austin, uh, who gave me the pro tip a few years ago about plantar fasciitis being linked to tight calves. And I mentioned that to her, um, that I often share her wisdom, and that seemed to delight her, so that made me happy. And I also noticed that there weren't very many runners, probably like a little over 30, doing the 30K. And so then I started pondering whether I'd be the caboose, which kind of made me nervous. About 15 minutes before the start, race director Mallory Brooks, this tiny woman with long blonde hair, stood atop the race podium and gave us our instructions. Run the seven mile loop first, then the five, and then the seven again. And since I didn't get to do the five mile loop the last time, I wondered what that would be like. And like a circus, this race has three rings or loops. There's a seven mile loop, a five mile loop, and a three mile loop. Aside from the 30K, there's a 10K and a 12-hour solo or relay, and those guys get to do the three-mile loop, three loop sometimes. 
And the race's name comes from an E.E. E. Cummings poem. Damn everything but the circus. Damn everything that is grim, dull, motionless, unrisking, inward turning. Damn everything that won't get into the circle, that won't enjoy, that won't throw its heart into the tension, surprise, fear, and delight of the circus. Round the world, the full existence. Now, there's a message that resonated with me. And after the countdown from 10, we plodded through the chute and onto some soft pine needly trails. As usual, I let people pass me. When things thinned out, I turned around and saw Jamie. I guess we're it, I said, noting that there was no one behind us. I plodded ahead with Jamie not too far behind me. Feel free to pass me if you want, I said. Well, I would if I could, she replied. And we chatted a bit as we made our way through the ridiculously steep climb uh, to a picnic table with a Ziploc bag filled with pink wristbands and to prove this was to prove that we made the out and back and you had to get one of these and wear it and I'm not really good at fastening these things so it took me a while Jamie snapped on hers and began skipping downhill it took me a good minute or so if I finally got the fastener you know snapped and then I noticed she was gone oh well I thought now I'm the caboose and now alone I had Morrissey's cover of a fairly obscure song from the 1960s called Lady Willpower stuck in my head. It's from his new album or his latest album, uh, which is all covers, by the way. Um, and this one's it's a really campy, kind of over the top. It's been stuck in my head for weeks now <laughs> when it rotates with Orville Peck. Anyway, uh, that song propelled me through the next couple of miles. And there were some great fast flats. And without the rain and mud, I decided that this was a wonderful course. Plus, it wasn't rocky like most of the trails out my way. And then I started feeling pain in my right hip. Oh, God, not that again. I had hip pain a couple of years ago, and I went uh, to a PT who helped me repair it. And I've been lazy about keeping up with the maintenance rehab and promised myself that I'd get back at it, which, of course, here I am on Monday, and I still haven't done anything. And by the way, my legs are super freaking sore, especially the quads from this race. <laughs> Just, I haven't been this sore in a long time. It's kind of weird. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> so the DNF fairy, yeah, my old nemesis, started whispering to me to quit. I battled her for the remaining miles and then put on a rock bash playlist from Amazon Prime to drown her out. I really needed a long run and quitting after seven would be stupid. As I came through the start finish, I grabbed a cup of very flat Coke. Ugh. Listen, if you're going to drink Coke at a race, make sure it is fizzy at least. The guy working the aid station asked how I was doing, and I told him I was okay, but my hip was bothering me, and he made some empathetic comments, and then I turned and headed out on the five-mile course. No stopping. I noticed that the 10 cares were about to start, and I kept glancing over my shoulder, hoping they wouldn't trample me. Mercifully, they ran a shorter section of the seven-mile loop, which is a different path altogether, thank goodness. And then I was starting to feel woozy. Maybe I was getting sick with a cold, which, as you can probably hear in my voice, I'm a little hoarse, so I'm not sure what's going on. Um, I usually get sick at least once a year at the end of the semester, so this is probably what's going on. 
And then my legs were aching and my hip was angry. And I took a couple of Aleve tablets to numb some of the pain. And then I started debating whether I should just drop after I finished this loop. Really didn't want to get injured or make it worse. And as I was descending this crazy stair step downhill, I spotted Jamie coming uphill. And I asked how she was, and she looked pained. Her hip and legs were hurting too, and I offered her some Aleve, but she had just taken some. Okay, side note. Medical folks do not recommend taking pain relievers during workouts because it can lead to other health problems. I still do this, but with caution. So just know that, okay? I'm not advocating anything. Just know that that's not necessarily, I mean, that's your own decision that you have to make. Um, And I was kind of emboldened knowing I wasn't the only one in pain and cheerfully told her I was going to finish this dang thing. And I figured she wasn't too far ahead of me, so I started feeling less embarrassed about being last. And see, that was another part of the DNF argument. My pride was getting in the way. And I guess I run enough races where there are slower, there's like always slower people behind me. And so I don't feel too bad about my pace. This race, though, much like the Guadalupe Trail Festival, was super small. So it improved my odds of being the caboose. And then my mind was at war with my pride. On one side, I was embarrassed and a little ashamed that I wasn't doing better. On the other, I knew most people don't necessarily care if you're last. At least you finished. I reached the bottom of the seemingly endless stairway and along the riverbank. I found a little ziplock with green wristbands and grabbed one. I plodded back up the natural staircase, fastening the strap a little faster than the first time. So far, I hadn't fallen, and I was incredibly grateful for that. But it was then that I decided not to push it. I was dreading the seven-mile loop and the steep climbs and descents, and given my lightheadedness, I knew falling was a real possibility. And then I thought about the nightmares and whether they were harbingers. I caved. And when I came into the start finish, I pulled off the Velcroed ankle timing chip and handed it to a woman. And she gave me a choice of swag, sunglasses or a hat. I opted for the sunglasses. And she pointed me to a table with race t-shirts and I took a red one. A moment later, she approached me asking me what my chip number was. And I just remembered I had a lot of zeros and ones. (laughs) Really weird. And just so you know, we didn't get bibs for this race, which is kind of a nice thing because I really don't like wearing a bib. So I like the ankle chip thing because it's it's just efficient. So I give a lot of kudos to that. Um, so she reached down and pulled my my little timing chip out of this basket and she asked me my name so she could record my DNF. I felt a little ashamed, but mainly relieved that I chose to quit. I mean, sometimes races don't have happy conclusions, okay? And... I'm glad that I got the opportunity to run the course during good weather, and I may return next year and hope the third time is a charm. Afterward, I started thinking about why I've gotten so slow. I'm certainly not getting any younger, and I think that just after years of running at sea level, it's challenging for me to run anything with elevation, but I don't know. And then I started looking at articles talking about why we slow down as we get older, and it was all kind of depressing. I do like using the interval timer to help my pace so it's not all over the place, which it is. (laughs) And somebody suggested that running on a treadmill will force me to keep a steady pace. But let me tell you, I loathe the treadmill. However, I have read a few pieces about treadmill workouts and I'm willing to give it a try. Today, as a matter of fact, probably after I post this podcast. Hope I make it through. And listen, I don't want to give up running because I do like it for the challenge and the social aspect. Plus, it beats sitting around on the couch. Yeah, this is 
I'm kind of hitting a weird little crossroads. And I mean, I think that's one of the values of this podcast um, is that it's not all, you know, sunshine and daisies and whatnot. You know, I, I'm kind of going through a little bit of a rough patch right now. And I'm, you know, I'm starting to fantasize about taking up cycling again because it comes so easy to me. And um, but then I'd have to go invest in a bike again. And, and you know, I just don't want to spend that kind of money on it. And plus, this is my social scene. You know, I love it. These are my this is my tribe. And so I'm hoping I can kind of push through this. Um, I, I just have got to figure out what in the world is getting into my mind and, and making me want to quit these races so often. I mean, it's, you know, this was the probably the first one I've quit this year, I think. I'm pretty sure about that. Um, you know, and again, I don't really have too many regrets about it. Um, I do think I probably would have really bothered my hip. Um, but I don't know, I gotta stop worrying about what other people think. And I mean, I do, I face that a lot. I mean, and again, it's not like you know, I'm gonna place first or something. Although again, being a master's runner, it, it, you know, your odds are increased, but I was just like, oh God, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I think I just need to get out of my head. And I, I also find that listening to music or podcasts or something um, while I'm running can assist in that. Um, although sometimes it's sort of like taking the leave, you know, it, it just sort of like covers up what's really bothering you. So I don't know. I'm going to continue thinking about this and, and hope that I can get myself shaken out of this uh, little dark patch that I'm going through. So um, anyway, that's all I've got for now. I'll see you next time.